Ahoy there, landlubbers! Whispers in the Sea is an actual play series drawing elements from stories of fantasy horror, political drama, and swashbuckling action and adventure pirate stories. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone was able to get a night's sleep. Whether it be good or not, I hope it was at least restful. We potentially have a lot to get down to today. Eventually you all do find yourselves at shore and the two groups kind of say their goodbyes. Also, Eldoris, I, I don't want to like, you know, you're not a normal bird. I'm not a normal bird, not anymore. Thorne's husband was Hugh Fisher. I learned much from him, and eventually, he asked if I wanted the opportunity to grow and to be long-lived, and I said yes. Then here I am. I pick it up. As you touch it, with the intention now of accepting this test, you find yourself whisked away. I think in this moment, this is when you remember, like, that feeling of, like, someone watching, someone over your shoulder, like, as your hand went to go draw, but it hasn't happened yet for him. I grab his hand, and I guide him into drawing that map out. The chill runs down his spine as he recognizes the presence over his shoulder, and as he starts to turn to look at you, you're back in the library, and the arrow crumbles to dust. Bryn opens her eyes from the darkness and finds herself on that same vessel, but this time there's no sky, no ocean, no people on the vessel except for herself. She is adrift inside the expanse of space, and as she looks to the deck, there are hundreds of people, ghastly sort, uh, a light teal, some talking to one another, some passing through each other, and in various places, there's another person. Quite a few, each of them a fuchsia, a bright fuchsia, and upon inspection, the silhouette, the way they move, it's Bryn. Do you have any suggestions? Who? Little old me. Do you want my help, Felix? What would that entail? If you want my help, in addition to the arrow you already owe me, I need you to get me a book. One of your dear friend Avery. The shadow is now on top of your hand, right? And the coin is there. You like kind of flip your hand over so that like it's in your palm. And then you like clasp your hand. And when you open it, a black coin with an etching of a key in it. I want to support you, Hano. You're a good captain. I feel the issues that we've had have happened because there are just things I don't know or don't understand, but I want to. Felix draws his sword and points it at her. You see she, like, is startled, like, kind of jumps back a little bit, uh, says, Felix, what's wrong? What, what's going on? I need you to listen to me right now. I need you to tell me why someone would want you dead. The organization that I work for is not going to simply allow me to get away with not killing you, but I don't want to kill you. Exactly how powerful are you? Well, that depends. What do you need? I need to fool the sparrows. You told me once that smoke, the thing that you are, that you embody, 
that it obscures. So, obscure her. I would do it for you. No strings attached. I like this side of you. Consider it done. The voice seeps away. sailors and welcome to another episode of tales yet told an actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination thoughtful characterization and inclusivity i am your most humble of uh, pirate captains uh, your uh, your your sea caller and your very good friend kendrick or kendo if you prefer i use they he pronouns and with me today are the saltiest sea dog any captain could ask for Gus. Yar. Yeah, hi, I'm Gus. I'm uh I use he him pronouns. I'm uh, I'm playing I'm playing Felix today as as per usual. Uh he's I oh, man, I I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous, guys. Why are you, ner- <laughs> why are you nervous? Cause Felix is just in Felix is be getting into situations, man. Felix do be getting into situations, but you know who also be getting into situations? Hilda. Ahoy. That's me, I'm Hilda. All right, I will, (laughs) I use she, her pronouns. I will be playing Avery, per usual, who uses he, him pronouns. And I'm excited. Ha ha, who shouldn't be excited? I know who's excited. Ellis. You know I'm not. You said that and you know I'm not. (laughs) You're not excited uh, to play? No, I'm just not a person that can get that. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to the endeavor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't that know. That so sad. It, it's sincere. I don't know uh, how to get excited. I'm... But anyways, I didn't get that one. Um, something, something, autism, something, something. But anyways. Amen. Uh, yeah, so... I will be betraying Thorin uh, and Eldoris, he, him, and she, her pronouns respectively. Uh, I personally use they, them pronouns. And this next person is good. Aha! And you know who else is good? You know who else is this next person is good? (laughs) You know who else this next person is good? Marceline. Uh, Hi, I'm good. I use... (laughs) Owns brown pronouns. Excuse I'm with Bryn. Bryn uses she, her pronouns. Hi, 
I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm glad you're good because I'm Kendrick. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, hey, yeah, boo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Whispers in the Sea, our continuing actual play campaign of the most wonderful, powered by the apocalypse, ash can that I can find, Rapscallion by Whistler. Uh, it is a, it, this is a pirate game. You know, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. If this is your first episode, what are you doing here? <laughs> There's a lot of episodes that become, that come before don't, this don't one. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't You're do doing it, it right. Do You're it. on the right path. You're on the right path. The secret end is within your grasp. One of us tells the truth. One of us lies. <laughs> it's up to you to decide who that is. Actually, start play the episode in reverse. Helter Skelter, this bitch. Helter Skelter. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it backwards. <laughs> That's where the secret one is. Uh, that's where if you play it in at, at night, it'll summon the devil. Everyone, everyone, say something that sounds like a backwards backwards sentence, so, so they can they can they can play it in reverse, and you know, it says it says something. They just be like, "Yarsh niak nif 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 That's that's simlish. That's simlish. yeah. That was kind of simlish. Uh, yes. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, we can't keep doing this. We do have to play this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as these, much these as people just want to hang out with us, have a good little time. Well, you know what's a good little time? The waves. <gasps> no way. Bye. <gasps> oh, oh, God, it's taking me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The water. They'll get out of the water. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> It's going dark. It's going dark. It's so cold. Lightning streaks across the steadily darkening sky over the silhouette of the Bra Purdue as the shadow of a rowboat bobs towards it through choppy waters. Thunder echoes in the distance. Our camera cuts to a shot of a hand reaching over the ship's side as two pirates help pull Katarina over the banister, with Thorin and Felix in tow behind her. All of you are drenched from your short trip from the beach. It's been quietly tense between all of you. As each of you are pulled up from the rowboat uh, with the help of a rope, what does the rest of the crew see? as you are all assisted onto the boat. How has time and circumstance changed your demeanor? Uh, we'll say Thorin, you are the first one to come up. You know, we got the thing. Mm -hmm. So Thorin is actually feeling a little bit better, not exceptionally well. There's still a lot of balls up in the air. But as far as... This mission actually feeling like it's moving somewhere, uh, being able to talk with Hano. Um, between the psychic conversation that he had with Bryn before leaving and the conversation he had with Hano on the beach, he's feeling a little bit better about things. But he is tired and does still have sand in his ass. So, you know, there can only be so much joy experienced in this moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Felix, as you are being helped up? I think what what uh, other people would would see is, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to tell what's going on with Felix just from his face. 
largely because he's has half of it covered by a mask most of the time. Yeah. And he's got the big old hat. But I think like even with that, people would be able to tell he's he's being somewhat more reserved and uh, I would say I would say anxious is mm-hmm. uh, is is how he's looking and and that's how he's feeling too. Yeah. Uh, he's he's anxious. He is he's a little scared. He he is in he's in kind of unfamiliar territory. Yeah. I think as you are being assisted on uh Dak, you know, you make your way over the banister uh and uh, as you like kind of get your bearings of being on the ship again, uh you kind of look around and you see Katarina has already quickly moved on, like walked away. Um seeming not to really want to be around you in this uh, in this current moment and has moved away from where you are right now, probably to go down beneath the decks uh, in order to dry off and have a moment to herself. The two of you notice as you are, you know, back on board, uh, everyone, you know, kind of talking to you, helping uh, Hano back over uh, the banister as well, and then, like, uh, trying to uh, rig on uh, the rowboat to the rope so that it can be pulled up and they can get all of the materials and stuff out of it. Um, the two of you notice that uh, high above you, uh, up in the crow's nest, uh, there is the dim fuchsia and teal lights uh, of Bryn. And uh, you see that there's also, like, on the main flag of the ship, there is this rune that has been drawn into it with uh, a kind of inky uh, starlight fluid of some kind uh, that is glowing a similar color uh, above you, Um, like kind of illuminating the area up there a bit as things have been darkened by uh, this new cloud cover. Uh, and with all of the rain and such. Bryn, you are deep in your meditation, and I think you were kind of coming to the end of it. You know, this is probably towards the end of where we, you and I left off at uh, in you and I's episode, uh, when you feel the presence uh, of all of these people coming back onto the ship, feeling Thorin, feeling Avery, feeling Hano, feeling Katarina, walk upon the body or your body uh, again. Yeah, how do, you, how do you react to these people coming back aboard after, you know, having gone off on their mission? I think at first Bryn flinches. Mm-hmm. And after taking a moment to kind of realize what's going on, Bryn gently looks out of the crow's nest just to look down at everyone um, and kind of take in what's happening and may try and, like, you know, pay attention to what's being said. Uh, I think as you are looking down and over, and I don't know if, you know, Thorin or Felix had made any attempt to, like, look up or even particularly care. um, But Bryn, uh, looking down, you see uh, Orville Crowley, the quartermaster, actually comes up from below uh, as Felix and Thorin and everybody else is like, you know, helping to bring the thing back on. Um, says, ah, there you all are. 
wonderful timing. I actually just finished uh, splitting up everyone's uh, share from our last uh, excursion in, uh, in Contrado uh, and walks over to uh, you, Thorin, and hands you a small sack of coins uh, that is worth three guild. Um, and then uh, he leaves uh, over from you, Avery, and goes over to you, Felix, uh, kind of... Uh, pushes a small bag of coins in your hand and uh, kind of leans in close to your ear and says, and uh, for your troubles, I've given you a little extra pocket change for your good work. And he has uh, just handed you a bag of four guild. I think Felix takes it and then, like, for a moment, like, eyes him with, I almost want to say suspicion, mm -hmm. but then, but then just, like, nods and and uh and pockets it yeah he gives you this wide uh straight toothed grin um and uh pat you on the shoulder glad to see you all back and we'll uh walk uh, over towards the captain and katarina and you know he's going he's going around to try to help uh, give everybody the stuff that they need uh captain hano is uh, up on the ship now uh, they've raised uh, the rowboat, and Captain Hano turns to everyone and says, all right, lads, we got what we came there for. And there's, like, this huge cheer, like, everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, what is it? <laughs> like, what, what, where is it? Show us the treasure. Uh, and uh, Captain Hano goes... Once everybody else is back on the ship, we'll go all we'll go over the whole thing, talk about the next steps. But for now, everybody get dry, you know, uh, make sure the supplies, you know, get put back where they need to be. You know, I have to go take care of some stuff and uh, just kind of like very quickly, like moves uh, down and back uh, to the captain's quarters uh, with some people in the ship kind of going, what? Thorin being among them, kind of knowing why, but also like, oh dear. Yeah, 100%. Like a few of them definitely come to you, Thorin's like, yo, what's up? Did we get the treasure? We got a portion of what may lead to treasure that probably won't be ours. Don't worry too much about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Um... I don't think you should worry too much about it. You know, it was all right. Uh, well then, time to time to drink. Drink. I believe there is alcohol on the ship. Uh huh. Good, good job, lads. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna need you to roll something. Uh -huh. What? Excuse me, you're you're you are trying you are trying to keep everyone calm so they don't realize what this treasure is. It sounds like you're trying to hoodwink some people. I'm not trying to hoodwink shit. I was honest. I I feel like you could have been more honest. It, okay, I was okay. honest. I'm not gonna have you roll. I'm not gonna have you roll. Everyone will just still be very confused and maybe a little irritable it's, about it. It's not Thorin's place to like get into it. Understandable, understandable. I don't think, I think he's scared of trying to take that role up mm -hmm. right now with how understandable. moods are. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm crying a little bit already. Okay. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's like the, the little crowd that had like kind of started building around you. 
uh, trying to get some answers, and you kind of blow them off you uh, a little bit. You know, you don't really answer their questions. They leave rather confused still and perhaps a little frustrated. I think a lot of them were expecting, you know, you all come back from this digging thing. You have a chest of, like, gold or something yeah. to show. And so far, you uh, there's no big box that has gold or anything, right? And so yeah. they're like, okay, well, what is it that you did get? Um, and without having active answers right now, I think things in the ship are, are a little tense uh felix how are you handling everybody like kind of going around asking questions um felix is trying to get get himself out of the the limelight as much as possible like he's not like completely leaving the the situation but he is like he is uh you know off to the side he is closed off he is yeah and and he's and he's like kind of just like Anyone that's coming close, he's kind of just like eyeing them and, and just like, what's what's going on here? You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Bryn, you were obviously up there looking down and you see all of this kind of go around. You see Hano very quickly move uh, down to uh, where you can only assume uh, to be the captain's quarters and all of these people circling around Thorin to try to get questions answered and not really getting them answered. Um, yeah. Bryn seeing Hano leave and go into the captain's quarters, Bryn moves through the ship, going down the center of the, the, the main mast to be unseen, um, and does so to, you know, move through the ship in a way where she's undetectable and she, um, does a knock on the floorboards underneath, uh, Hano's captain's quarters. Yeah, I think the uh, shot is of, like, Captain Hano, like, opens the door to her room, like, runs in, closes it behind her. Uh, not runs in, but, like, kind of, like, stumbles in, closes it behind her. And there's this deep, like, <sighs> of this, like, unburdening of herself in this moment of, like, the social expectations of being captain of, like, Okay, I don't have to answer their questions yet. I will have to figure out how I'm going to sell everyone on this thing. That is that is what's happening. But like for right now, she can finally just sit down in her chair and rest, lean back. And I think that's when we hear the knock on the floorboards. And there's a moment and uh, you hear her go, you can come in. Bryn, yeah, slowly moves to the floorboards, kind of sheepishly. Is now a bad time, Hano? No, no, never a bad time, love. Uh, just tired is all. I suppose that makes two of us then. Um, I think Bryn is like visibly trembling a little bit and making herself kind of small in the room. How are you holding up? I know you're still recovering from last night i've been bashed around for quite some time um it's nothing new truly just takes time takes effort and it's not easy all the time i guess i wanted to say thank you what for i suppose i haven't taken the time to really appreciate the life you've made for all of us aboard 
I don't know if we've spoken much, but you are the first person to have given me the guidance and freedom I've needed. I wanted to apologize and also say thank you for letting me have a place where I'm allowed to make those mistakes. I appreciate it, but I mean, this is your chef. It wouldn't be right of me to take away your ability to act the way you would like on your ship. I, or I keep calling it your ship. I'm sorry that previous captains have not treated your body the way they should have with respect or offered you the autonomy to do with your body what you will. I'm glad I can offer you freedom, I guess, but I don't like, I'm not offering you anything, you know? This is just, it's always been there, you know? I think someone just had to tell you that you could take it whenever you would like. If anything, I am gracious that you allow us on the ship to use it in a way to be able to uh, achieve our goals. Without the Bois Perdue, I mean, what, what could we do? I mean, we'd have to find another ship, but, you know, this wouldn't be possible without you. This family wouldn't be possible without you. To be honest with you, Captain, I wouldn't make it much farther without any of you. I'm not so sure about that. I've tried. It's... I've been around a long time, but I guess it takes a while to learn things like that. And I think having people I can trust as I learn that piece of myself, it's important. It's what keeps me alive, honestly. All of you. I know I, I lurk in the corners and I whisper and I make little glowy rings everywhere, but I really do appreciate and have, I guess I'm just in awe of all of you and what you do and what you bring here. And I don't know how to share that with you in a way that makes sense all the time. You see that there is like almost a shock in her eyes uh, when you say that you are in awe of her and, and the crew and everyone else. Almost in, in like this, what are you talking about? You're like, we're just like regular people. <laughs> you, but you, you're like, you're like, you're, you're fascinating. You're amazing. And like, there's like that, that moment in her eyes where you can tell, like, she doesn't quite know how to word that in a way that like, doesn't detract from the thing that you're saying. Mm -hmm. And she just goes, well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Bryn, for everything. Well, um, I suppose some rest is needed for both of us. Oh, I and guess. I can imagine there'll be a bit of conversation about whatever happened off the ship. Y you all seem quite withered to a degree. Um, oh, that is one. Maybe you can... Actually, maybe you could help with this. And, like, she pulls out... She, like, reaches into her vest and pulls out a black coin that has... It's, like, about the size of... Uh, like a half dollar, um, an American half dollar uh, for anyone who is American. If you don't, you don't know what the size of this thing is. Uh, and I don't know how to describe it to you, so I'm sorry. Um, it is just this large black metal coin, uh, kind of iridescent along the edges of it. 
And uh, on the face of it that she's showing you is the engraving of a key. And with that, we are going to cut uh, over to uh, Thorin. Where have you gone? Are you just like still on the deck uh, of the ship? Have you gone anywhere specific? Um, trying to do anything specific? I am waiting for uh, Johan, Avery, and Eldoris to return. Kind of just sitting on the edge of the ship. I'm imagining Thorn sitting on the literal railing of the ship, um, like with an arm around, uh, you know, like the the rope ladders that go up to the the crow's nest, just kind of waiting, uh, you know, for that. Yeah. You are sitting out here in the rain, uh, arm wrapped in the, the netting, leading up to the crow's nest, washing off into uh, the distance uh, where the beach is, where the other rowboat is, um, waiting for them. And I think you start to see, actually, uh, shadows of figures, like, moving away from the tree line and starting to head in the direction of the rowboat. And as you do, you start to hear the gleeful shouting and whistling and hollering of the familiar voices uh, coming from that direction. And you and anyone else who's out on deck or by any of the portholes that are facing in the direction can see that the supply crew has made their way back as well. Uh, You see the flitting shadow of Eldoris as she kind of uh, well, I guess it's raining. So is Eldoris flying or is Eldoris in Avery's pack? If it is raining, Eldoris is wrapped in Johan's scarf in Avery's backpack. Or Perfect. satchel, rather. Yes. Perfection. Which concerns Thorin. I think there is a point where Thorin sees Avery, sees Johan, and... Doesn't see Eldoris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are and they in you- shouting distance? You can hear them shouting, but it's like someone shouting at the other end of a football field. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very light. And also like there's still rain and lightning and thunder happening. Like the storm has has kind of grown out uh, to this distance. Uh, So like what you can hear of them is like barely anything. And same the other way around. Um, but eventually, you know, they, you see, they start to load up stuff. They have, uh, a decent bit of wood with them, but it's not like a wagon's worth, you know, it's, uh, it's mostly like being like helping carried by like Johan and Rook and like them in pairs, essentially like carrying stuff, um, with, uh, probably air, uh, Avery carrying some, some of the more like hand, held supplies like you know bags of whatever they they got from the markets and yeah you all uh pile it up into the rowboats make your way over and are also uh helped aboard the ship uh avery what do people see uh what do people on the ship see as you are being hoisted over the banister can i ask a question first as to whether that hum has intensified as we've gotten closer to like the ship and such. Yeah, absolutely. So since your uh, kind of encounter with 
the weird magic time travel of, of the arrow, um, you have become more sensitive to the hum of the world around you. And the way that it feels is just this kind of light thrumming from everything. And, and, I, and while I say everything, like, I do truly mean most things have this thrum. And I think, like, you probably did, like, some testing of this as you were, you know, kind of feeling this sensation. But you notice a lot of man-made things, a lot of buildings, a lot of construction stuff like that. There's, like, a very light thrumming to it. But, like, something about nature, really, that that shit's humming. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. going like a little cat purring. Um, it is... Uh, this very warm rumble that like you can just feel like the light vibrations off of trees and grass and shrubbery and like you can just feel it's almost like the world around you is like constantly in motion constantly shaking and you have only just now become aware of it and as you are rowboating your way through the water closer to the ship it is like the difference between feeling the purr of a cat and feeling the thrum of a speaker it is physically loud in a way that I think is almost overwhelming in a way like the reverse of getting off of a roller coaster you know when you're on a roller coaster and like you know you ride along it you're going up and down you're going yada 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 and then you get off and your body's like oh shit we're not moving anymore and like it kind of has this weird sensation of where you have to get used to not moving anymore or like if you've been in like uh like a really really long like a treadmill yeah or like a treadmill where like your body has constantly been in motion and then now you have to be like oh okay i gotta be still now but my body still feels like it should be moving in some way because it's gotten used to it. It's the opposite Mm -hmm. of that, where your body was so used to being still, and now the closer and closer you get to the ship, it's like the more your body is in this constant subconscious motion that it does not know how to handle. Does it, so it feels like, does it feel like it's emanating from the ship or from yes. the fact that I'm rowing into open ocean. Okay. No, it's like it's quite it's like again, it feels like in the way of a speaker where it is directional, where you can tell okay. where this is coming from. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I think then Avery overall has had a very strange experience on land and now is kind of experiencing these like aftershocks basically of it. So I think it it is still just hitting Avery overall, the things that he learned while he was on land, um, and now just being so attuned to these new things. It's it's a new sensation. So I think it's almost he he's overwhelmed, like you say, with the noise, and it's almost like left him like a little bit mm, like so off kilter that he doesn't know how to function for a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like getting closer and closer to this hum and like fully realizing that it's coming from the ship mm-hmm. and connecting all those dots back to like what um, Bryn has alluded to um, and what I don't remember. Did Felix feel the hum or not? 
Felix did feel the hum. Both Felix and Captain Hano felt the hum. I don't think that they've talked to you about this. uh, But I just remember a a conversation in like the crow's nest. I don't remember who was all there for it. Yeah, it was Bryn, Captain Hano, Felix, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So just remembering that conversation about this hum and not feeling and now being like, is this what everyone's experiencing all the time? And just like (laughs) running through that. (laughs) so yeah yeah, so Avery looks a little distracted probably and is like almost trying to pinpoint if there's a source of that hum on the ship even or if it's just the ship as he gets you know around and is carrying things in and like trying to be helpful overall but like you know carrying on a bag and is like is it getting louder this way is it getting quieter this way yeah are you trying to investigate I'd love to yeah, go for it. When you investigate a scene in detail, roll plus vinegar. That is an eight. Ooh, okay. On a seven to nine, ask one of the questions. All right, I'm looking for the source. Is it here and where? Oh, okay. Um, I think as you get on the ship and you are kind of looking around, trying to tell, is the hum getting stronger here and 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 or is like the hum stronger over here i think you get a sense that the ship as a whole does kind of radiate this hum stronger than any other place that you have been in like the couple of hours that you've been able to sense this <laughs> um there is something about the ship the very wood of it feels attuned somehow to whatever this hum is Um, But I do think that you are able to determine that there are places on this ship where it is stronger. And I think you can tell that because immediately the like, as you're looking around the first place that you would come to where this hum feels like, incredibly, where I feel like the thrum goes from being like, oh, you've got your hand against a speaker to you are in the trunk of someone's car who has a speaker system built into it, where your whole body is basically shaking as it interacts with whatever this sensation is as you approach the helm of the ship. And you get there at the wheel of the ship where you were before when you saw the strange lights um, as Bryn helped direct you in turning the ship during that fight last night. This is where it feels strongest to you right now. Something about this wheel and the black stone embedded in it. Cool. Um, it feels stronger over here, doesn't it, Avery? As you remember, Eldoris is in your Yeah, section, I'm like, oh satchel. yeah, I dragged you all along with me. Um, I think, yeah, I think I kind of like open my bag a little bit and look down to Eldorus and say, do you, do you feel it as overwhelmingly? Like, is, is it the only thing you can focus on? Well, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I feel much more comfortable in your bag than I would standing on the ship. She, and she kind of uh, reaches her feathers out and you can see that her feathers are vibrating just a little bit. The whole time? Is it been this loud? 
I'm sure it must be for Bryn. Of course, what Bryn is experiencing is something much more extraordinary. But um, I feel it quite heavily. I don't know why you would be feeling it so strongly all of a sudden. I know I feel it so strongly because, well, I am a bird. Because you are... A bird? Nature, yes, but it's not... Are not all of us like that? Does the whole crew feel it? I simply... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just confused. No, no, I, I... From what I understand, I don't I don't think most people feel it as intensely. I am curious as to why you are now feeling it so intensely, as you are not a bird. I am not. And I don't know, but it is incessant and persistent and overwhelming in a way I've I can't understand how I've I've not felt it to this point. Well, it's worse when you come close to the end of the ship towards the stone, yes? Yes. Hmm. Well, then perhaps... Perhaps we don't, then. Yeah. Perhaps we don't go so near the stone. That is usually what I tend to do. Uh, I like my little nest uh, down in the... Oh, the kitchen is another great place to be. I don't, you know, places that <laughs> are already very bustling. You don't seem to hear as much, but... You're a smart bird, Eldorus, and I, like, kind of give you a little scratch behind <laughs> in your neck feathers. Oh, I, well, I, I suppose. I should get you back to Thorin. Oh, uh, okay, I guess. Unless you don't want to. I no. I, I could just I, let him I, know where you are. I guess I'm taking up your space. I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 Eldorus, Eldorus, no, Eldorus, <laughs> Eldorus. And it is at that very moment when you hear, Oh, there you two are. I still don't know where Johan has run off to. Uh, uh, Eldorus, were you in Avery's bag? I, I, that's a, it's, yeah. Mm. She didn't want to get wet. It was, you know. Ah, uh, it's understandable, understandable. Yeah. Not a fan of wetted feathers. Y yes. Um, how, how was your... Excavation. Fine. Oh, uh, fine, 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 fine. Uh, Anything of note? We have the next piece to the next puzzle, maybe. That's encouraging, maybe. Yes. What? Uh. What? Uh. What about yourselves? Oh well. Um. A lot happened, but it was it was good. I think overall, Eldorus is a wonderful bird. You are very lucky to have her. And she is lucky to have you. No, uh, the honor is all mine, truly. Uh, okay, well, I think I'm gonna go nest. I think I'm tired, and I think I... Uh, thank you for everything, Avery, and... Oh, uh, Eldorus. Uh, thank you. And we see her awkwardly, awkwardly fly away. I feel like that's gonna come back to haunt me. Is everything all right? I... I think so. I just, like I said, a lot transpired. I think Eldorus and I, we both saw and experienced a couple of things that were... In the market? Not in the market. We oh. Oh. stumbled upon a house of algebra, if you are familiar. Oh, I see. One of the library divisions. 
Yes, I can imagine. What were you looking for? Or rather, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pry. No, uh, it's, it's, I just, I don't, I, I was looking into, I was looking into things regarding Bryn, honestly, which felt a little wrong. I felt like I was going behind her back a bit, but I've just, there's been so many pieces that I've gleaned and just wanting to, to put it all together is just, yeah. And I've been trying to do the same thing in my own way. I think I understand better, but it's... I don't blame you for looking. I don't think you did anything wrong. What did Johan think of the House of Algebra? Oh, he he didn't go. He went to the he market still. Yes. Oh, it, I see. It was just, just Eldorus and I. I see. Well, well good. Uh, she, she seems rather fond of you. I would say that feeling is returned. I'm rather fond of her myself. I am... I'm impressed with her. She's a wonderful companion, and certainly more to her than meets the eye. Right. Well, I'll leave you to rest. We've, we've all had a long time. Of course. Um, you as well. Thorn, quick, quick question. Ah, uh, yes. Do you feel the ship humming... The vibrations, uh, yes. This ship has, which I'm starting to make more sense of as time goes on, uh, it has a interesting, every ship that rides the ocean has different mannerisms. Ships, I swear, everyone has their own personality, their own way that they choose to tread the waves. This ship, well... I've never felt anything like it, and I think that has less to do with... I'm starting to understand that the ship and Bryn are not only linked, but perhaps indissolvable, which I'm trying to wrap my head around. So then, Bryn is the hum, or the ship itself? I'm sorry, it's so loud. That's... That's what I'm thinking at this point. I don't know. We can we can continue to check in. Uh, you you have a friend in me with this truly. It's not wrong or bad. I just honestly, I feel guilty. I hope she's okay. I feel I made an ass of myself speaking about things I didn't understand. But sorry, uh, that's okay. I'm tired. I... That's I fine. You, you you rest. I'm sorry for bothering you. You have not bothered me in the slightest. Any friend of Eldorus is definitely a friend of mine. Rest up, Thorn. You too, Avery. And we cut from here to our good friend Felix. Felix, where have you gone in this mess of things? Yeah, I I, I think I think Felix is uh is overwhelmed by you know everything that happened uh, on on the beach, uh, as a as you know, and and then you know coming back to the hustle and bustle of the of the ship isn't isn't really great for him. And I think he just I think he just goes you know back to his bed. I think he's mm-hmm. just like wants to get away from it all for for at least a minute before he uh, you know and and I and I think he's also kind of uh, kind of planning. I think he's 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 like I you know got to. I got some things I need to do. Yeah. I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. I think uh, as you head down uh, to go to your uh, little cot that you have, um, everybody else is still, like, up doing, like, their kind of thing. There's not a lot of people in this area right now. Uh, so you kind of have the space of it to yourself. Uh, and I think when you first, like, walk up to your cot, you notice that there's, like, you know, you have your blankets and, like, pillow or whatever on there. But you notice that there's, like, a lump on your cot underneath the blankets. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know what I think? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, what, what Felix would, would do is I think he just, like, takes out his sword and just, like, very lightly just pokes it, <laughs> pokes the lump. You poke it and it kind of like rocks with like your pressure and it feels like whatever it is, is like it's decently heavy, not like incredibly heavy to where you can't move it. But it's like it's not like I don't know why I'm about to say volleyball. That's what my brain went to as far as like a weight Uh, kind of thing. Like it's not like a light thing. It is like but it's also not like a rock, you know, you hit it. There's some give to it. It's not like um it's not like you're pressing like against like a metal or a stone thing. Yeah, right. Uh, he 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 lifts up the blankets. You lift up the blankets, and as you kind of like throw them off of this thing, uh, you see right here in front of you is Katarina's decapitated head. <gasps> Eyes poked out, uh, blood like spilling from like the lip, like kind of dried against like. <sighs> uh, the lip it is a clean cut uh not a serrated edge uh through the neck uh you still see like a little bit of like uh stains of like blood and like viscera like around you know the neck or whatever um and just kind of lifeless cold gray and pale and you hear the voice in your head seeping like smoke I got you a gift. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) You're up, Uh guys. You're up. (laughs) Felix is, like, trying so, so hard to maintain his his composure. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I I, I think he, he, he considers that to be vital in these interactions. Mm-hmm. And and he is not having a good time with it. I, I gotta say, mm-hmm. I think he is like sweating. I think he is like, you know, like visibly like choking down his his what he wants to say, what he wants to, you know, scream really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 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 just says, "What's um." What's this about? Oh, you needed proof, right? To go to your keepers. Let them believe Katarina is dead. It's very convincing. Isn't it? I would hide it, by the way. Wouldn't want anyone catching you with it. F- Felix, Felix, like, immediately, like, throws the, the, the blankets back over it. Now, don't forget our arrangement on the other things. I've done this for you as a favor, of course. And the power I am expending to allow such a masterful illusion to go unnoticed is, well, let's say quite a lot. I'm going to need that arrow and that journal if I'm going to be able to keep this up. Yes, well, I had 
No intention of dishonoring our deal. Oh no. I found a reminder is rather helpful for some. Right, right. Well, I'll leave you to it. And it seeps away. And you're here uh, with this uh, fake decapitated head of uh, your friend or associate. Oh, man. I have a I, Hmm. Sorry, go. If you were about to ask a question, it might be the same question I had, which is like, what is he supposed to do with this head? Yeah, like, what yeah, is the normal? yeah. Yeah, we can talk about this. What is the yeah. normal way you show proof to your people? Because uh, we know that they send you a worm that gives you a dream in order for yeah. you to get your missions. So I feel like it's something equally weird in order to sh- to give them proof and like converse with them about, you know, oh, contracts being finished. You know what I, you know, what I think it is, I think it is like when you, when you have like a contract, when you have a, a, a kill, mm-hmm. you are supposed to like take something from the, from the uh from the victim mm-hmm. not necessarily like i mean like it can be a body part yeah. but it doesn't have to be but it is just like this is a this is a a a a a, a sign of of death yeah of this uh of this person and i think similarly you like you go to sleep with it <laughs> okay and and then i think in the morning it's gone Okay, that's good and fun. So are you telling me that you're going to have to sleep with this uh-huh. decapitated head? I love that. I yeah. love that personally. Yeah. I think that's really good and fun. That's one of the, you know, I would, I feel like, um, I feel like for specifically that reason, most of the assassins in this guild maybe don't take heads as their, uh, you know, as, as, as how they do this. But like, you know, yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. might. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Some of them are real cool with sleeping with a decapitated head. Uh, yeah, right. Love this. Okay, cool. So you're going to have to keep this hidden and make sure no one finds it until tonight. Uh-huh. Awesome. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with it for right now? Um, are there any, like, I don't know, loose floorboards? <laughs> oh, baby, you trying to you trying to hide this in the floorboards? Okay, I don't know where the hell to hide it. Yeah, that no, it's no. gonna stink. What? A fucking! I <laughs> no. love this. I love this telltale heart with that we're about to yeah. get into. <laughs> Holy shit! No, that's exactly what it is. Oh, that's so good. Okay, uh, Honestly, let's see. Yeah, that's that's too good of an illusion to like to pass to pass up. I think I have to do that. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, okay, okay. I'm oh, trying to fuck. see what. Could, I mean, I don't know if you need to roll anything for this. This could just be. Well, this feels like it could be a hoodwink. Uh, for right now, uh, when you hoodwink someone with a clever lie, like hiding a head underneath the floorboards, roll plus polish. And I think that'll, and I think, and I, I think the results of this is interesting and could help us figure some okay. stuff out. That's a seven. Whew, on a seven to nine, pick one. one. Uh, so yeah, when you hoodwink someone, uh, with a clever lie, roll plus polish on a seven to nine, which you got, you pick one, they'll catch on soon. You cause collateral damage. Your deception works too well. Oh man. I feel like I have to go with, I feel like I want to go with collateral damage. Ooh, that's fun because I already knew what I was going to do for that. If you chose it. 
That's see, that's extremely fun because I think I was pretty sure I knew what you were going to do for the other two, but I didn't know what you were going to do for that one, which is why I picked it. I love that. I love that. I love that for all of us. Yes. Yes. Oh, dear. I love Kendo moments. I love Kendo (laughs) moments. I have so much power in this moment. God. The bloodbath tyrant reappears. Also, I just feel like, okay, I feel like the, the Felix putting a head in the floorboards is like the equivalent of like a kid breaking a vase and just like putting it under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, just putting it under the rug. I would love to know what someone would, how someone would react if they did find this, because it's just like, Katarina's alive. <laughs> And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's here. She's so here on like, the ship. <laughs> just be like, what? Wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh, to be clear, if it wasn't clear enough, this is not actually Katarina's head. This no, is yeah, a I fake. Got that. I know it seemed like uh, Marcy didn't catch on to it. And so I am clearly stating for both Marcy and everyone listening, Katarina is not dead. This is a fake head that Damien made so that Felix can give it to uh, his bosses to be able to say, hey, I did the killing I was supposed to. But it also means that Felix now has to hide this fake head. I'd like to point out that Damien definitely knows that it does not take something like a head For to sure. do this. Absolutely. And he chose to do this to, as a fuck you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Which is very fun to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Describe to me the scene of Felix hiding this underneath the floorboards. Uh, I think I think first and foremost, I think he is uh, diligently making sure that no one else is around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he's just like tapping his foot around the, the, the floor, like trying to s- seeing if something's already loose. Mm-hmm. Um. And if and if there is not, I think he just I think he just tries to rip one up. Yeah. You go down, you lean down, you get your fingers in between a kind of loose board and you start pulling up on it, trying to get the nails out and you end up actually snapping this board with the amount of force that you do. Bryn, in the room with Hano, you take one harm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, oh no! <laughs> there is I didn't even this. Think about that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, there is this piercing sensation in your side, as if someone has just taken a dagger and stabbed you with it, and immediately your mind goes blank and white hot, and you have a vision. Oh fuck. There's blankness for a while, but then I think you get this kind of visual sensation of darkness, and there is a light in that darkness, illuminating from above that you are floating in, and lowering from the darkness is the decaying, dying head of Katarina, large as if a mountain in front of you being lowered in like the fucking evangelion scene awesome and you are 
watching in fear, awe, and amazement at this eyeless, bleeding face in front of you, floating in the dark. And then you come to, and we're back with Felix, who is just lowered the head beneath the floorboards. I think the break, while like not like not like a clean break, it is relatively easy for you to reaffix um sure. back in. Like on close inspection inspection, someone could tell that this was broken and put put back, but at a pure glance, nothing looks different. Cool. Awesome and amazing. Anything else, Felix? Um, I think Felix decides not to uh, relax uh, on his cot like he was planning to after finding a uh, a nice little surprise there. Um, I think he just I think he just goes into the corner and sits on the floor <laughs> of the same room. Yeah. Amazing. And I think he's just like staring blankly into space, just like and, you know, doing his thinking. But love that. Mostly just being like, oh, man, does his eyes ever wander to the space? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Time passes as everyone kind of goes about their uh, their deal, catching up with everyone. Um Bryn, I think you you have that moment with Hano uh, in uh, the room while, like, the two of you were talking about this coin or whatever, and you have that kind of splitting pain and the vision that you kind of, like, kind of blank out for a bit, and then you come back from that. How do you react from that as Hano kind of, like, notices that something happens to you, and she goes, hey, are you okay? What, are, are you good? Um, I think when that happens, there is, like, a twist inside of Bryn's stomach, and the scalp of her head feels like it's burning hot, and kind of forgets where she is for a moment. Something, something awful, something terrible. I've, I've seen a lot of things, Hano. But I haven't seen something like this quite so forceful. There's something lurking on this vessel. Is it? And she kind of like looks back at the coin that has now like been placed on the table. Is it this? As she like slowly like going to grab it to be like, do we, is this bad? Is this a cursed thing? Do we need to move the coin? What's up? Can you tell the source? Um... Would I recognize would I recognize Katarina? Yeah, you've seen Katarina before. She's on this ship. The <laughs> like, question is, do I recognize her? I mean, I do you recognize most of the people on this ship? I don't know. I wonder if Bryn distanced herself or not. That's the question. I guess that's up to you to decide then. Um, but I think Bryn like keeps I mean Bryn keeps Taz everyone that's on the vessel. It makes sense. Yeah. Um and like, in a way, like, kind of watches everyone. Not like, I mean, just in a way where it's like you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, oh no, where's Ka- did Katarina? Did Katarina make it home with you all? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's here. She came up with. Where? Uh, uh, m- where is she? Right now, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, the 
the bunks that uh, could probably went to go uh, wash off uh, somewhere if she could. We were kind of stuck in sand for a while. Uh, a lot of us got a, a kind of cut up a little bit by the radis. Maybe seeing the doctor? That could be it. Why? Why? What, is something is something wrong with her? I hope not. I've... I saw... And I know I don't want to alarm you. Um, I saw... Poor Katarina's head, <laughs> not where it's supposed to be, um, and her mm. sockets were empty. Okay, that no, that sounds bad. That sounds real bad. Okay, we should find her. We should find her then, right? That's the thing. Okay. What, what did you bring back on this vessel, Hano? It was just this coin, uh, this magic coin. I assume uh, Thorin found where it. It, uh, it did was. Did you get this coin, Hano? It was in the shadow of a tree. Nothing particular, no particular tree. I wish I could be more specific. It was in the shadow of a tree. All right. And why so much importance of it? If it's just a coin in a field under a tree. Well, why? I should be, I, 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 am, I, I am being very literal in that Thorin pulled this coin from the shadow of a tree. Not near it, not under it from the shadow of a tree. Thorin, you say? Yes. Thorin poured it, yeah. not Avery. No, Thorin's the one who, no, Avery was with the supply group. Uh, it was just me, Felix, Thorin, and, and sure it was Thorin. Katarina. Uh, uh, Technically, Felix is the one that picked it up. Does Hano know that? Because you're the one who handed it to No, me. no, yeah. I'm just saying yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, Thorne's the one who gave it to me, so I assumed it was Thorne. This all seems so wrong. Is it? Okay, we can, I mean, well, I was going to say we could throw it overboard, but we did go through a lot of, is it the coin? Can you tell? I have no idea. I don't oh, know. I can't. Understand. And I, I think Bryn, like, goes and I think Bryn takes the coin and looks it over. When Bryn takes the coin... Mm -hmm. You can immediately feel the hum of this. Mm -hmm. This is a meteorite, or at least the stone that it's made from is heavily in, or like the metal that it's made from is heavily infused yeah. with meteorite dust or chunks. You don't know if it was melted down and turned into this coin or whatever alloy it was made of was rich with it or it, this, 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 is at a certain point almost indistinguishable for you from being a meteorite. Hano, I've seen a lot of, a lot of, it's not a rock, I guess. This is a coin, but it has the same, in the helm, the orb, it has that same feeling to it. And to pull it from a shadow to be crafted like this, it's all wrong. You see, she kind of like leans back in her chair, puts her head in her hand. Okay, it's wrong. Should, is it? The only one who may know something is, unfortunately, well, depends how you look at it. Avery. Avery. I don't want to bring Avery into all of this. I know he's... I guess the boy does know. I'm afraid, I'm afraid I've scared the boy, to be honest. But he's sharp. And he's well read. Okay, we could talk to Avery. Uh, we need—I mean, we need to tell everyone anyway. Um, I can use that to round them up. Uh, okay, 
want to talk to Avery. Sorry. I don't no. mean to be of alarm, but... No, 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 no. I mean, it, I, you seeing the head of one of uh, my crew is not good, uh, definitively. I, I, and we should get I've to the bottom of it. I've seen things before. I've seen many things. This is different. Understood. Okay. I promise. I promise. I believe you. This is... Thank you, Hano. Of course. Uh, and Bryn uh, kind of follows Hano's uh, lead. Yeah. Uh, Captain Hano uh, leaves this room, and I think everybody on the ship can hear the bell of, like, hey, everybody, top deck right now. It's, we got to have a meeting. And, yeah, everybody starts gathering out to top deck. Uh, does everybody come? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you all make your way to uh, top deck. You know, everybody's kind of got their, like, rain jackets out, Uh trying to, like, stay as dry as possible, not really wanting to be out here. But some of them are like, finally, we're going to get some answers around here uh, about, like, what all of this was for. Um, and uh, Captain Hano, uh, Bryn, and I think uh, Fontaneva all go up uh, to the upper balcony of, like, where the helm is, looking down on where all of you are uh, as everyone gathers. And Captain Hano stands out in front, and goes, all right, so we're all here. Good news and uh, some medium news. The good news is also kind of medium news. We got what we came here for, boys. And everybody goes crazy like, yeah, okay, woo, we got it. What it is, she holds out her hand and kind of holds it out, is a coin. And there's like immediately like, Hype dies down, and, like, questioning eyes and murmurs start spreading. What the fuck? What is that? What? A coin? We did all of that for a coin? And, like, just all of that. And, like, I know, I know it feels strange. And I guarantee you the events that we went through in order to get the coin, also very strange. I'm sure some of you may have seen the large flood of radis eels leaving the beach, heading to the sea. Another point, keep an eye out for radis eels. May or may not be one or two uh, going around. You all know, yeah, you all know the protocol. Great, back to the coin. Coin, magic, has a key on it, may be the key to where we're going next. The map is leading us to an island up north about you know, uh, a couple of hours travel shouldn't be a big deal. We can get there fairly easy without much of a thing, you know? Um, so that's the good news. That's also medium news. Because I know a lot of us were expecting there to be a big treasure out there on that beach. I was, I know, I know a lot of you were. And it wasn't that. And that's upsetting. I know. And you're hearing a few, yeah, it is. Where's the treasure? <laughs> Look, I get it, everyone. I promised you that we were going to get something big, that this was going to be something amazing, life-changing, and we'd be the talk of the seas when we find it. And we still haven't found it. That responsibility is on me as your captain. I should have been more forthright with what I believe that we were searching for so that you all knew what you were putting your lives on the line for. And for the past couple of days, I've been rather silent on that front, partially because I 
wasn't fully sure what we were looking for. I'm going to be honest. I had some ideas, and I still have some ideas. And I think that this is perhaps leading us closer to what I think that it is. The egg of a dragon, perhaps. And I know that's crazy, right? Dragon lords, you know, I know a lot of Espinorans here, Fontaneva, and Fontaneva, who's like, just kind of like, has heard that we're looking for the egg of a dragon <laughs> and is like, eyes wide, like, excuse me? <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of that. Um, and a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, what the fuck is happening right now? And it's like, some people have claimed that it is an egg of a dragon. It could be just another very powerful relic. It could be a, a large black stone from the sky. I don't know. But isn't that the joy of adventuring? Isn't that what the treasure hunt is for? For us to wonder and be amazed and then hope the thing that we find is really good, right? Right? And, and there's a lot of people who are not buying this whatsoever. There's some people who's like, okay, that's kind of cool. An egg of a dragon. I can get down with that. Stone from the sky. That's pretty good. Someone would pay for that. And then a lot of people are going, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a very mixed bag right now. Crowd's about 50-50. Um, Hannah's not doing her best work right now. Um, and I think... Everyone... Let's make something clear. People start to turn towards you as you've kind of put the spotlight yep. on yourself. Your captain has worked very hard to get all of us where we are now. As I recall, the quartermaster gave out payment for everyone today. We work hard together and you got yours. Some things take longer to reap the rewards. But the rewards are coming, whether they're for us or whether it's a relic that we return to the home it belongs to. That is what the ship is for. I? I? <laughs> I love this. Give me a parlay roll here oh. um, <laughs> as you are trying to convince everyone to kind of be here and like be with the group. Um, yeah. you know, you are offering them, you know, the future, like a future reward for like working together. So upon basically don't be a shithead. Yeah. Don't be a shithead. Work together. We're going to make, we're, we're going to get our fucking good to Hana. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so roll plus polish here. That's a 10 minus one. That's a nine. Ooh. Do you want to spend some do you have some bond or rank that you can spend with someone to give a plus one here for yourself? Uh, I have bond I can spend with Hanu. 100%. kind of like a, yeah, kind of a... Yeah, you make... So yeah, I'll do that. Awesome, you make that a 10. Uh, and with that, uh, and with that, they, uh, on a 10 plus, they take your offer. And the fates may offer you something more, but you will invite risk. Um... Okay, cool, cool, cool. The thing that I'm going to give you is that immediately everybody is like, Okay, yeah, Thorne's right. You know, we did. You you hear some people like, yeah, I did, and they're like counting the coins that they just got yeah. from Crowley, um, and all of that good stuff. And the thing I will invite here with you uh, is that I will give you. You can take one bond 
with the crew as a whole, and this will be with the crew as like not including the officers who we focus more on as people, this will be rank with the crew so that you can spend it for anything that you're doing with the crew as a whole. Gotcha. The risk here, and I'm just going to tell you this out front, is if you take this, I think the people will start viewing you in a better light than they view Hano. And I think some people might start whispering that maybe we need a new captain. Oof. But that bond, baby, come on, that plus one that you can use for a lot of different stuff that'll help you in a lot of different situations. You rascal. <laughs> Don't you want to be closer to your fellow crewmates? I'm trying to think. So basically, with deciding this, I'm trying to think about what Thorin would want. Yeah. Because Thorin would not want people to start looking to him as captain necessarily, but Thorin would want rank with crew. Yeah. And I should be clear, this isn't that people are viewing this as you trying to take power. This is the reaction of people looking for leadership and you stepped up where Hano didn't. And this is a a purely passive, and it's, of course it's not an immediate thing, right? It's not like people yeah, are going to turn from here and be like, hey, Kano, Hano, step down. This is no, going to no, be, I I wouldn't think damn, so. I need help on this thing. I'm going to go to Thorin before I go to Hano, you know? You know what? I'm going to take it. Okay. I think it's more interesting. I think it's realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it opens very, very interesting doors. So I will take one rank with one bond with the crew. Awesome. And so as like people start, you know, coming to your side, they start calming down. And like Bryn, you are scanning the crowd alongside Hano. You see Katarina out here in the crowd amongst everyone. She doesn't seem to be a part of like the large, like, you know, kind of talking about, you know, uh, you know, where's the treasure and all of that good stuff. Cause she was out there with them. Uh she does seem kind of quiet though, and like a bit more like away from everyone else, definitely looks like she has a lot on her mind right now. Do I catch her eyes? Yeah, why not? That's more interesting. I think she notices you staring. I Do I lock eyes with her? Yeah, I think you do. I think as she's like kind of like anxiously, like just kind of looking around at everyone and then she like her gaze wanders up, meets yours who are you're like that I like just kind of like staring at her being like being like okay cool she's here she's alive um I think like that kind of strange intensity like locks with you um as we lock eyes I think Bryn's eyes flash for a moment and her hair kind of loses sense of gravity for a second um and I want to roll stand uh size up Ooh, okay yeah 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 for sure can someone roll for me by any chance I don't have my dice out. I got two. I, I trust. I trust, Hilda. I trust. Ooh, that's an 11. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, you hold two. You get to spend, uh, you get to ask uh, two of those questions. Or you can spend those. You hold two. You can spend a hold to uh, ask a question. I'm just going to ask, how are you actually feeling? I think as you are staring at her like with this you get this deep sense of like fear and confusion and frustration uh in her eyes like you get the sense that 
She has the she has the look of someone who has just been given like terrible news and is on like the latter part of that day where things have moved on, but she is still thinking about it. And she is still like, what the fuck am I going to do about that? I'm just supposed to go the rest of my day with this information. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, that's the, that is the vibe that she is giving you at the moment. Understood. So she's, like, point. distressed and, like, trying to, like, comprehend, like, information she's been given. Yeah. Okay. You get one more of those questions if you would like. Um, I'm going to do, um, just what, what sort of treasure are you carrying? I think what you get is kind of parallel to the previous thing. You can tell that the thing that she has been told, the thing that she's mulling over is like big. There is some kind of secret that she has been told that she's been given that she's mulling over that she's like, what the fuck do I do with this information? Whatever that is, is like. And I think there's almost, like, this look that she's giving you, the way that you kind of pick this up, is, like, she... There's this moment of, uh, wait, do you know? Is that why you're staring at me? Is this, like, you trying to scare me into not saying anything? <laughs> like, this is, like, there's, like, this moment of, like, her believing that you know the thing that she knows and are in some way, like intimidating her she doesn't know what to get from you staring at her or this like wild moment of your eyes flashing and your hair beginning to 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 float up um but you definitely get this sense of like she knows something and doesn't know what to do with it but it seems big enough that she seems afraid that you have something to do with it and may or may not have feelings about it okay um, I think after that moment, Bren kind of takes her eyes off of Katarina and kind of gives her like a sort of like quizzical look, just like, hmm, and then continues looking over the rest of the crowd. Yeah, I think you see she like very quickly moves away like that, like gave that gave her the fear of God in her heart and she leaves. <laughs> she She goes back below deck while everything else is still out here. Felix. You see that uh, Avery is here as well with everyone. I think, like, Felix would, like, look at, you know, I, I think Felix would assess the situation and, like, I don't know, I don't know if I would roll for that. Like, it, it, he, he, basically, he would see, like, can I, like, can I pickpocket this? Is this, like, is this feasible for me to do? Yeah, I get you. Because that's, you know, it's it's not really his area of expertise, but, like, He can be quiet when he needs to be, you know? Yeah. I think that we can call this... Let's see. We could do uh, use a dirty trick. We could hoodwink this. We could just roll uh, 2d6 plus... um, What would it be? I guess not vinegar. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be 2d6 plus vinegar, which, yeah, could be use a dirty trick trick if you would like yeah i think that works okay roll them dice oh um well that's a four right, well, four is not good bud it's not a good number is it yeah i kind of wish it was a better number yeah but it's it would not it would be good if it yeah, was better yikes what i i think what this might be is that like you uh start to make your way over to where avery is uh, and 
describe to me how you try to pickpocket him. Um, like, okay, I have this image in my mind, and and I don't know if I, if I have this image because of any real thing that was ever said, or if I'm just making this up. But like, Avery has like a like a satchel, right, or something like a yeah, yeah, like a full on like messenger bag sort of deal. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like how would like a person who's actually good at this do it versus how would Felix do it. No, you know how I think Felix would try to, like, play this off? Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and, like, this is so... I think it's very Felix, and it's very, like, clear why this didn't work. I think he would, like, come up, like, next to Avery and start, like, start, like, chatting him up. Just, like, and, and trying to, like, use that as, like, a distraction mm-hmm. for the, like, blatant pickpocketing that he's doing. Okay, amazing. Let's see it. Yeah, um... So we're still... You're still in this crowd. Uh, Hano has given her speech. You know, people are murmuring about it. Uh, Thorin has given his two cents. You know, right now people are just kind of amongst themselves kind of talking while Captain Hano, I think, has maybe been, like, kind of pulled to the side a bit by Fontaneva so Fontaneva can ask, hey, yo, what the fuck was that? Um, And so, yeah, you're just amongst this group. I I think, like... As he's doing this, like Felix is is still looking towards uh, towards Captain Hano, and uh, yeah, he just comes up comes up to to Avery, and like kind of like with you know by looking at Captain Hano, he's like hoping that Avery will also continue to look at Captain Hano, mm-hmm. um, and he just yeah comes up and says, hmm, "Doesn't seem like uh." And seem like all of the crew is is is, is terribly happy with uh, how the captain's running things. Um, if you if you say so, Felix, I think that you just like see like this confusion come over Avery's face because he's kind of barely been paying attention to this thing. He's still so stuck yeah. on this hum, and now Felix is talking to him, and so it's like just this <laughs> confusion of like being startled almost out of this uh, inner mo- inner like focus, and then being like, oh. Random person's talking to me. Hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think, yeah, Felix just like goes like, how have uh, how have you been feeling about this? This this whole endeavor. And like his hand is like <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> toward my back. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like I said, not his yeah. area of expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So you you say that Felix says that, and like I feel like you've gotten Avery's attention enough in the fact that Felix is talking to him, and you like startled him out of this, and then you just like barely sees some movement of like your arm coming coming like very peripheral vision, and just kind of like sees it's going for the bag, like holds the bag and just kind of like leans away and is like I'm not sure how i feel about the what are you trying to do felix (laughs) felix uh like can i help you i think felix like turns and like looks at like makes eye contact with avery there and is like his hand is like just just like a little like just just a little too far away from from his body to be (laughs) normal and he just he retracts it and is, is just like what no, nothing. I don't. I was just asking what what you felt about the um. Is this about the arrow still? Partially, um, 
we should talk. I think Avery's very confused and off guard with this whole situation and just kind of takes a step back, still looking at Felix and like, you know, almost like the over the shoulder thing, like, yeah, let's do that sometime and kind of like walks away. (laughs) I, I think, I think Felix grabs him, like grabs his shoulder and I, and, 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 and says, I think we should talk now and then like steps in a little closer and says quieter there may be lives at stake okay out of the corner of your eye felix within 10 feet of where you guys stand eldorus lands on a railing and stares daggers at you look i don't know what this is about, Felix. If there's lives at stake, I think you should be talking to the captain. You're acting very strange right now. I think you need some rest. And kind of, and like, puts a hand over your hand to kind of like, be like, we're, we're done here right now. Avery is right, Felix. We all have heads that need to rest. Felix uh, does not remove his hand from Avery's shoulder. He uses his other hand to um, remove his mask, revealing his his whole face. And he just says, Avery, please. Lives that are at stake. I mean, I mean, I think the one who's in the most danger right now is me. Can I size up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please feel more than free to size (laughs) up right now. Uh, when you size someone up, roll plus vinegar. I got a 13. I rolled two sixes. Ooh, ooh, amazing. Awesome. On a hit, hold two. Ask two of them questions, baby. Oh, my gosh. All right, Felix, what aces do you have up your sleeve? And I think I think that would be more phrased by Avery. It's just like, what are you getting at, Felix? Mm, okay. Felix says... For a good part of my life now, I have been dealing in areas and in forces that I do not have the capability to deal with. And now I am in danger, and you are the only one that can help me. I I guess the second question is, how are you actually feeling? Um... I think this is the, probably the only time you've seen Felix and, 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 and granted Felix and Avery haven't had a lot of interaction, but this is, you know, you know, even from just what the, the, the crew, what everyone sees of him, this is maybe the, the, one of the first times, maybe the only time ever that you've seen Felix be scared and, and he is scared, but beyond that, he has like a certain a certain like determination to him right now where even even though he is scared he is in a state of like i am going to like get what what i want out of this he is he is he's scared but he has he has no no intention of of letting this go okay can it wait at all 
I do have some business to take care of. How long? Can I meet you tonight? Somewhere? Okay, fine. Okay. Yes. Get some rest, Felix. Felix puts his mask back on and, uh, and, 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 and walks away. I will point out that Eldorus has watched this whole thing. I think Felix is aware of that. I think he doesn't really consider it. Member of the Rainbow Roll Network. Rainbow Roll. Our, our stories, stories are our voices. voices.